Throughout this exploration of the ageing process, I have attempted to keep both eyes open. One on all the inevitable pain which frightens us so much, and the other on the joys which are in store for us. In order to do so, I have attempted to distance myself from the negativity, from the ambient pessimism which foresees only bad experiences at this stage of life. And on the other hand, I have tried to avoid slipping into euphoria and embracing the myth of an idyllic old age. Obtaining a balance has not always been easy, for our society has a terrible view of old age. The words decline, horror and affliction that spring to our lips speak volumes about the disgust and fear that sufferings of ageing and death inspire in us. We could leave it be, not discuss it allow ourselves to forget about it, think about something else. That is what senior citizens do when they refuse to grow old and try to remain pathetically young and active for as long as possible. Or, on the other hand, we can tackle old age with humour, even deride it. Personally, as I kept one eye open to all the evils that threaten us, I began my own long descent into hell. The catastrophic image we have of old age is contagious, and I began to understand why my generation would rather close its eyes, why people change the subject as soon as I ask them what they imagine their later years will be like. In fact, I was so downcast that I almost abandoned my plan to write about such a depressing subject. And then, one day, something inside me rejected this disastrous portrayal. Something in me suddenly decided to react. You could say that the other eye, the one that appreciates the positive side of life, suddenly opened. Thus, this book is the story of a turnaround. I had to go to the heart of the suffering and fear that the experience of growing old generates in order to understand everything it has to offer in terms of human and spiritual enrichment. This journey began four years ago, when I led an evening discussion devoted to the question, how should we accept growing old? While I was preparing for this discussion, I discovered the island of Okinawa and its centenarians. There, in Japan, on this island that the World Health Organization has nicknamed the Island of Long Life, people live to a great age. The oldest is 115. They are very happy, for they are regarded as good luck charms. Not surprisingly, researchers from all over the world have tried to discover their secret. We know that it is not genetic, since as soon as inhabitants of the island emigrate elsewhere and begin to live in a different way, their life expectancy is reduced. There are certainly credible links to the mild climate and dietary habits. The inhabitants of Okinawa eat little and slowly, savouring each mouthful and stopping before they feel too full. They consume fish, soya, algae rich in iron and calcium, the inevitable rice, and green tea rich in diuretics. They never eat sweet foods or pastries. But the contents of their dinner plates do not explain everything. The extraordinary longevity of these island people, like their happiness in old age, is also linked to a cultural state of mind 
and a well-developed social life. These centenarians have an enhanced spiritual consciousness, which is nurtured by practices such as prayer, meditation, and focusing on the present moment, and by a determination to remain positive and optimistic in difficult times. They have that precious ability, which we might term resilience, an ability not to let themselves be demoralized. Vitality, dynamism, and emotional energy, these are the keys to their inner youth, celebrated in the song they sing every morning. The warmth of the heart prevents your body from rusting. They also continue to participate in the life of the community, enjoying conversations every day with friends, neighbours and family members. The UMRU, or Spirit of Mutual Cooperation.